Welcome to the Jenny Katrin Leadership Podcast, brought to you by Foresight. At Foresight, we are cultivating healthy leaders to lead thriving organizations. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. Please enjoy the rest of our show. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. I'm your host, Jenny Katrin, founder and CEO of the Foresight Group, and uh, we're in a series on strategy. Now, I love this topic. Like, I really love the topic of strategy. For those of you who speak Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram 3, the achiever. So accomplishing big goals and making things happen just makes me happy. I love seeing dreams accomplished, right? And I think as leaders, you can probably relate to this. We are full of ideas and initiatives. We see potential and opportunity all around us all the time. And we often make our teams a little crazy with that. We have a vision and we're eager to achieve it. We can almost taste the outcome, right? It's so close. We see it. It's so clear to us. But oftentimes we get bogged down by how we'll get from here to there. Anybody wrestle with that? The how can be overwhelming and often quite discouraging. So we give up on our goals or we fail to build a plan to help us actually achieve them because we're like, oh, that seems remarkable. It seems amazing. I've got this big idea out here. But when I get stuck in the how, sometimes I want to abandon the goal. We have this big idea, but we can get impatient with the process. Now, maybe that's just me, but I'm guessing that it's not. And if I'm honest, I love the idea of strategy, but I don't love the patience and the discipline that strategy requires. And guys, the larger your organization gets, the more this tension exists. And so we want to dig into this a little bit today to look at, okay, what are some of those core building blocks to help us? Build the strategy that supports our vision and supports our goal. So we're going to dig into that in today's episode. So this summer, my husband and I went to Europe to celebrate our 20th wedding anniversary. And uh, we are both fascinated by history and architecture. And it's not uncommon for us to just get lost wandering some of these just remarkable old cities. And we explore the old architecture and I especially love the castles and cathedrals. And so it doesn't take much for me to just kind of get lost in a city in Europe. And on this trip this summer, we explored the Cologne Cathedral in Cologne, Germany. Now, if you've been there, you know it's absolutely stunning. It's this beautiful French Gothic style of construction that's super ornate and just absolutely remarkable. And what's really fascinating is that while most of the city of Cologne was destroyed by bombing in World War II, the Cologne Cathedral survived mostly unscathed. So just phenomenal to think about the fact that this beautiful, intricately architected and designed beautiful cathedral withstood some of the effects of the war. And so as I'm listening intently to our tour guide, I learned that in the year 1248, Archbishop Conrad von Hoxton commissioned the building of this cathedral. So this is 1248. The building of the cathedral is commissioned. In 1880, 
After over 630 years, the cathedral was completed with the placement of the finials on the towers of the cathedral. So those little finials on the very top of the cathedral were placed in 1880. Now, can you imagine this? It's commissioned in 1248, but in 1880, they finish this vision, right? 630 years to complete a vision. 630 years to implement a strategy. And what's amazing is that actually throughout the whole building of those, in those 630 years, they kept to the original plan of that 13th century commission. Now, I don't know about you, but the idea of anything taking 630 years is like beyond my comprehension because if I have an idea today, I want it accomplished tomorrow. And so you've likely heard that axiom, vision leaks. And more importantly, I bet you've experienced it. I often feel like within a few days, the vision that I've cast has drifted from my original intent, right? So if I were casting a vision for this remarkable French Gothic cathedral, the idea that it would remain true to that over 630 years of construction is crazy making to me. When I cast a vision, oftentimes it's within a few days that it's drifted and we're onto something, you know, kind of shifted a little bit from what I originally intended. In fact, most leaders know that casting vision repeatedly is essential to succeeding in achieving our mission, right? We know that we've got to be intentional. We've got to be good at vision casting in order to make sure that the original intent of that vision remains true. And as important as it is to cast that vision consistently, The patience of the implementation, the patience of the strategy is just as critical. So how does one build a strategy that stays aligned with vision for a year, right? Because most of us are just trying to stay consistent with a strategy and a vision for a year, let alone 630 years. And in a word, it's purpose. To successfully accomplish your strategy, you need to lean into the importance of purpose. So if you can picture for a minute the life cycle of an organization, we start our organization or a plan or a new initiative with this this desire to go up and to the right as quickly as possible. We desire growth. That's just part of our nature as leaders. I think it's, it's just deeply like wired in us. And by the way, I don't think it's inherently bad. Sometimes people think, you know, this pursuit of growth can be a bad thing. It can be a bad thing, but I don't think it's inherently bad. In fact, I think it can be quite good. The desire to grow and to multiply our work is, I believe, God-given. I reflect on the mandate that God gave Adam and Eve to fill the earth and subdue it. There's an implication of growth. He's saying, take what I've given you and multiply it. So the desire to grow and pursue dreams, I think, is a very God-given thing. So the greater question that we're often wrestling with is how, right? So if you can visualize our bell curve, this, or, this life cycles of organizations, if you can visualize that bell curve soaring up into the right, which is where we all want to go, now I want you to visualize the foundation blocks that must also go out to sustain the weight above it. So if you're going up into the right, if you're trying to soar up that bell curve, something's got to be going out underneath it to support it and sustain that growth. So in order to accomplish our strategy, that which is the upside of the bell curve, we must clarify our purpose, which I believe is the first building block that supports that strategy. 
So as we're going up, we've got to go out at the same time. And that purpose piece is the foundation block that goes out while we're pursuing our strategy. The purpose is your why. And we've talked about this a ton. We heard from Jeff Henderson last week about knowing what we're for. Okay. It's our why. It's the foundation building block that supports the strategy that accomplishes your vision. And your strategy must be built upon a foundation of purpose that is consistent, clear, and understood by your team, right? So this purpose, your why, it's that foundational building block. And as you're pursuing strategy, it's got to be built on a foundation of purpose that is consistent, clear, and understood by your team. So today, I want to give you a few questions to wrestle with to help you analyze your purpose and help you gain perspective on how to build a strategy that is congruent with who you are as an organization. The first question I want you to ask today is, what's our purpose? In the foresight sequence of success, which is the framework that we use when we're working with organizations, we believe that that first building block of organizational success is clarity on your purpose, clarity specifically on your mission, your vision, and your values. In order to chart where you want to go, you need to be clear about what you're building on. So do you have a written vision, mission, and values, right? Do you have them? You likely started with them. Most organizations do a good job of starting with a sense of mission, vision, and values. The danger is that as they pursue up and to the right, we kind of abandon that mission, vision, and values, and this is where we get in trouble. So I want you to first ask the question, do you have a written mission, vision, and values? And let me tell you how I define these. You may have a little nuance to this, but here's how I define them. First, your mission is a definition of who you are and why you do the work that you do. And what's important about mission is that it transcends time. This is your why at the core. This is what's going to be true as long as your organization exists, right? It just kind of transcends the life cycle of the organization. Uh, Let me give you an example. At Foresight, our mission is to cultivate healthy leaders to lead thriving organizations. You hear us say this often, right? Our mission is to cultivate healthy leaders to lead thriving organizations, and that can transcend our time and our work. Um, That happens in the multiple different ways that we serve leaders. We believe that uh, everything rises and falls on leaders, as John Maxwell says. So we've got to make sure we're cultivating healthy leaders to lead thriving organizations. And so that's our mission. That will, that will be true for as long as we exist, uh, but it'll show up in different ways. Now, a vision is a description of where you want to go and the impact you want to make. Right? So a vision is much more specific and it's much more time bound. This is kind of that big idea. This is that big thing you're pursuing. So for example, at Foresight, our vision is to invest in 100,000 leaders in five years. Now that's an audacious goal. Your vision should be a bit of an audacious goal. It should have some specifics. It should be measurable. And we should be able to say at the end of five years, if we've accomplished that or not. So your mission transcends. It's, it's that thing that overarches your um, purpose as an organization. It's your core why. Your vision gets more specific for the next couple of years, two, five, 10, whatever you kind of de- decide, but it's got to be quantifiable. And then your values are a set of guiding principles that clarify the habits and the behaviors that are essential to accomplishing your vision and your mission. Now, this is critical because your values help provide the guardrails that provide integrity in pursuit 
of your mission and your vision. These are really critical because these values help make sure we're staying in alignment with the integrity of that mission and vision in how we, be, how we do the work. Let me tell you the five values we have at Foresight. First is self-leadership, that we believe we have to lead ourselves well to lead others better. If we're going to cultivate healthy leaders, we've got to make sure that we're doing the work to lead ourselves well. Secondly, we think people first, that we've got to slow down to see people and that we've got to be intentional to give others the gift of belief, that we believe in you, we see you, we're cheering for you. Our third is that we're going to lead with humble confidence, that we remember it's not about us, it's about Christ in us, that we have open hands to be faithful to what God entrusts to us and to humbly yet confidently steward that. Fourth is that we're going to be wise stewards, that we recognize that we have the sacred responsibility of influence in different organizations and with different leaders, and that we're helping guide decisions and and the stewardship of people and resources, and we're providing insight and knowledge. And so we need to make sure that we're pursuing wisdom and being wise stewards of everything that we're entrusted with. And then fifth, that we're going to be courageous that we're willing to take calculated risks and step outside of our comfort zone and also push our clients and the leaders we serve to do the same. And so that's just an example of the five values that we have as a team that help guide how we live out our mission and vision. And we have to constantly be reviewing our, these values and make sure we're living um, from these as we follow and pursue that mission and vision. If not, we'll have some fractures in our foundation that won't hold the weight of our growth. And the same is true for you. So I want you to consider your mission, your vision, and your values. If you have them, pull them out, dust them off, and spend some time reflecting on how these impact where you want to go. If you don't have them, if they're not written, I want you to take time and to develop them. Right now is the time you've got to, if you haven't clarified your mission, vision, and values, you've got to spend time clarifying these so that purpose is foundational to all the work that you do. You might also realize that you wrote these way back in the beginning of your organization, but you, maybe you've drifted from them. Maybe they got written, but they kind of got shelved and you haven't been living in congruence with them. If that's the case, you and your team need to take some time to discuss whether they need to be revised or if you need to work to realign with the original purpose of your organization. I see this happen all the time that leaders will pull those out and they'll go, oh my goodness, we're not in alignment with what we said we originally wanted to do. So this clarity is essential for your success as an organization and as a team. If your purpose isn't clear, your strategy is going to be built on a faulty foundation. So get clear on your purpose. The second question I want you to think about today is where are we now? So first we need to revisit purpose. Then we need to get some perspective. Uh, in other words, what's our reality? What is true about our organization? Max Dupree says the first task of a leader is to define reality. So we have to be brutally honest with ourselves and with our teams about the truth of our organization. What is true? You've probably stumbled upon some inconsistencies when you reviewed your mission and your vision and your values. So now you want to take a closer look at the more practical side of your work. There are a number of different things you could do. You're probably familiar with these, but I'd recommend using a few common exercises like a SWOT analysis. 
which is just evaluating your strengths, your weaknesses, the opportunities, and the threats within your organization, right? So just a simple SWOT analysis, or there's another one that I love called four helpful lists. And you're asking the question, what is right? What is wrong? What is confused? And what is missing? These are such helpful questions to help you get perspective about your organization. And both of these tools can just help you surface the truth in your organization. Now, I want to caution you. You've got to set an environment where your team can be brutally honest here. Okay? Leaders, this is where you've got to be self-aware and you've got to create organizational self-awareness. That if, if you don't have a climate and a culture where people can answer these questions honestly, because ideally you're going to bring your team together and you're going to do the SWOT or you're going to do the four helpful lists and you're going to try to get to the truth of what is going on in your organization. But if people don't feel comfortable speaking out the weaknesses or talking about threats or telling us what's wrong or confused or missing, then you're just going to create an echo chamber that is not actually helping you get clarity on what is true. What is the the actual reality in your organization. So you've got to set the tone for this as leaders. You've got to set the tone and create a climate where people feel safe speaking the truth. If you're uncertain of whether that would happen, I would recommend pulling one or two of your staff team um, just one-on-one and saying, hey, I'd like to do this organization. I want to help us get perspective. Do you think our team would be honest if we ask these questions? How do we set an environment where they feel like they can be honest? And you're going to have to make sure you're self-aware around uh, any defensiveness when they try to give you truth, because we've got to make sure as leaders, we're not creating a climate where people don't feel like they can, they can be safe to share. So you've got to set that climate so that you can get true and honest perspective. See, you've got big dreams on the horizon for 2020. I know you do. I know that you are thinking big. 2020 is in your sights and, uh, and you're dreaming about what can be. And as you're thinking about that, I want you to do the patient work of slowing down and revisiting your purpose and getting perspective so that you can create a strategy that's built on a healthy foundation of purpose that allows you to succeed and to grow and to see that vision become a reality. So three P's that you need to remember today. This is simple, right? Three P's. Be patient. You need patience as a leader to give time to these foundational issues that will support your strategy and support your growth. So patience, purpose, and perspective. So I am so grateful that you guys hung out today and tuned in to just learn about how to build that foundation for strategy. I hope you'll be sure to join us again next week. We'll continue the discussion and the role of strategy in our leadership. And if you want to take today's conversation and put it into action in your context, we have a free strategic planning workbook that will help you do that. And so this workbook really kind of takes what I've talked about today and expands it even further. So all you need to do is text foresight, that's the number four and the word sight, S-I-G-H-T, to 773-770-4377. So you're going to text foresight, the number four, the word sight, S-I-G-H-T, no spaces, to 773-770-4377, and we'll give you that free download. You'll also receive our weekly leadership insights that will continue to help you on your journey as a thriving leader. Our mission is to cultivate healthy leaders to lead thriving organizations 
And my passion is to equip you with the foresight for success. So keep leading well, friends, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Jenny Catron Leadership Podcast. If you have any questions, please email Jenny at podcast at get the number four site.com. If this content has helped you in any way, we would love for you to share this podcast with your friends and on social networks. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of the amazing content coming from the Jenny Catron Leadership Podcast. Your comments mean the world to us, so please rate and leave comments on our podcast. And remember, you need foresight for success. We will see you next time.